The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, where we watch and you guessed it, commentate on the week that was in movies and TV. I'm your host and play-by-play commentator, Jamie Upps, and each week I'm joined by a rotating cast of colour commentators to help you find your next viewing treat. This week, I'm joined by a freelance social commentator who lists their favourite movie as American Psycho and favourite TV show as Yellowstone. Welcome back to the show, Blake Robinson, looking very un-cowboy-like this week. Un-cowboy-like, you reckon? Well, the shirt's very cowboy, the hat, not so much. Oh, that's is as cowboy as a hat's going to get, without being a cowboy hat. Look, now I'm fresh from, the, fresh from being out in the bush all weekend. Uh, the great New South Wales town of Mudgee, just a bit of fresh country air. Does a world of good, recommend it to anyone. Just a random weekend getaway? Yeah, I uh, went for the race that stops a nation on Friday, the Mudgy Cup, the time-honoured Mudgy Cup. Of course you did. And um, just did as the locals do. You know how it is. Should have known there was some form of horse racing involved. Very hot, which got me prepared for the week ahead. No rain? No rain. Just hot. Lucky you. You know what I've noticed? And then it's I've noticed it for a few years now. Summer doesn't muck around. Especially out west. December 1st, it's cooking. First week, look, we're day four now. It, it, oh, my God. This whole week's going to be 30s. Like, even when it hits spring, it's sort of like the chill sort of wears off. Then, boom, you got like 24 and sunny every day. I think the only one is winter. Just winter like, doesn't hurry up. Does it? It just works its way in. But they've nailed this calendar business, haven't they? It's finely tuned. This summer's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy hot. Yeah, luckily I'm a beach guy now, so you'll you'll find me at the beach every day. Did today, will tomorrow. The hotter it gets, the wetter I get. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm looking forward to my Queensland trip in the end of February, early March, but I'm also not looking forward to it being. Hot and humid up there at that time. Going to Queensland in summer is cheating, I reckon. Like, because you go to Queensland in winter and it's like summer weather, so it's almost like a, a waste of leaving nice summer weather down here to go to even more summery summer weather up there when it's always summery. Yeah, well, I don't really have a choice. I'm not going up there just because I want to on that weekend. Maybe Santa listens to the to the show when he's he, he, he'd be a podcast guy. Surely he's when he's running around the world on his in his sleigh. Do you reckon he's got a potty on? You'd think so. In the workshop? That's all I listen to in the car. Yeah, you got to. You run out. You get sick. Otherwise, you get sick of the music you're listening to. Mm-hmm. You don't appreciate it anymore. Did you get your uh, Spotify wrapped? I did get my Spotify wrapped. Um, and for the first year ever, all five top artists were country. Swept the board. Wow. Pretty happy about that. <laughs> yeah. My, mine was pathetic. <laughs> uh, Alt Rock, A Day to Remember, was the top artist. Limp Biscuit was number five. Nice. Lincoln Park was in there. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Like it was, it was very, it was very obvious mine. But I've, I only had like, I only had like two and a half thousand hours listened. Oh, I think I had like thirty six thousand hours. Yeah, because I listened to podcasts <laughs> all the time. I, the only time I put Spotify on is when I've run out of podcasts to listen to. Yeah, um, I assume your top podcast was the commentary booth. I don't know because I don't, I don't listen to podcasts via Spotify, so it doesn't go up. They are. What do you use? I use Overcast, which is a podcasting-specific app. 
See, I've got a friend who uses Spotify like religiously for music, but he listens to all his podcasts on Apple. It's strange. I guess it probably had them all on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes before they then separated it out into podcasting being its own app. I do need to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, I just I just use Overcast because it like it syncs across all of your devices. So if you're like partway through. Oh, yeah. An yeah, episode, when you go to the next device, it knows exactly where you're up to. I wish YouTube and Spotify did that because I'll be like two hours into because I'll try to watch a lot of podcasts on YouTube, the ones that record. It's just like it's a viewing experience more than like there's you, some podcasts I listen to, you miss so much if you just listen to it. When it's like they're sitting there and you're watching them, it's just so much more to it. It's just a better experience. But sometimes I wish I could like, if I was like two hours, two minutes and 46 seconds in on YouTube, I could just listen to the last half an hour in the car or something. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Because unless you've got YouTube premium, you have to have the video open to watch YouTube. Honestly, I'm close to signing up. I, I'll spend 18 hours a day on YouTube. I, sh- I should have it. If you spend that long on it, it's 100% worth it. Like the no ads. It, I know. It, out of all everything I've subscribed to, I think YouTube would should be the one, <laughs> the priority that I pay for. No ads is awesome. I did the free trial. And I think I got like two or three months of free, and like to be able to like listen to them with just audio and like actually lock your screen still was amazing. Yeah, that's that is the big one because I got heaps of songs like saved on YouTube. I'd be mad if you could just lock your phone and listen in a car. Yeah, yeah, you just hit hit play, lock the screen, and it keeps going like it's Spotify. It's great. It's, it'd be definitely one of them things like flight business class. So, like, you got to be careful. If you do it once, you're not going back. <laughs> yep. You're not going back to no like, ads again. Yeah, when my free trial ran out and the ads came back, I was like, oh, this sucks. Ads are annoying. Especially the ones that pop up, like, midway through a video. You're like, oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, that was very, very off topic. Well, not really. Like, if we won Squid Game, YouTube Premium would be one of my top purchases. Straight up, I'm buying a whole year of YouTube Premium. Yeah, that's a fair point. I wouldn't think of like things like that, little niche things like that. It'd be just a luxury. Like you never, you always pay for Express postage when you buy something online. It just wouldn't be an option to not get Express. Like just little things like that to help you out day to day. Like topping your fuel tank up from empty instead of putting just fifty bucks in a time. You just fill it up. So yeah, this week we're blending Blake's realm of cheesy reality TV. With my passion for weird and wacky dramas, as we review Squid Game The Challenge, and at the end of this episode, we're going to give our winner's predictions as we're recording 48 hours ahead of the finale. And we only know the final three contestants currently. Yes. I already know who I think is going to win, and it's not the same person I want to win. I'll say that now. Yep. So yeah, we're inspired by the South Korean drama TV series Squid Game. In Squid Game, the challenge, 456 real-life contestants compete in a series of high-stakes children's games in pursuit of a $4.56 million cash prize, making it the largest single cash prize in game show history. Better than like that $50,000 the couples have to split on Love Island. Yeah, the previous prize record of reality TV was $2.6 million won by... Andrew Cravis on the million second quiz. So it's like double over double that prize. Any others you can rattle off quickly that might be like around a million, not like an Australian. Oh, the block probably. The block probably has big ones, but then. I think swear the winners this year, Stefan Jar got 1.4 million. Yeah. And then there was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Someone won a million dollars on that. Well, that 
Well, you'd want to hope so. I mean, court, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, but not many people got that far. Lots of people won, like, the smaller, like, the 250, the 500s. Right, where are we going to start? They began filming this in January 2023 across two studios in the UK called Cardington Studios in Bedford and on a on six giant sound stages in Barking, London. And strangely, Netflix changed up this sort of release cadence with this show. They didn't drop the entire batch in one sitting to binge it. They did release it in three waves. So we got episodes one to five in the first wave, episodes six to nine in the second wave, and then we are getting episode 10 later this week. Before we sort of dig into it, what did you think of it? Look, uh, I don't know how to say this politely, but I hated, every, I hated everything about it straight up. I'm stunned because I thought you were going to love this. No, I don't know. It's I'm going to go into depth why I hate it so much, but something that could have contributed to making it like more tolerable would be if it was an episode a week, I think. Or um, I don't know. I think that would have that would have pissed me off more with the way they handle cliffhanger endings in every single episode. Or made them half an hour episodes, maybe at the most. I just feel like off the off the bat, and it gets worse as the less contestants there are. I just feel like there's so much unnecessary, like dragging out and filming of all of these long games. But then all of a sudden, it's like they're rushing. Then they've like got to cull half the people. Then they next <laughs> game they sort of drag it out. Then they cull heaps more people. Then they do these pointless little like mind game things that aren't even physical or anything. And they're just like just to cull people. So yeah. I think they've started to rush it, especially at the end. Like there's some games that it's like, oh, we have to eliminate twelve people. Now this one we have to eliminate nine people. Then where no one leaves until the six people left. Like, what? Like they just, it just felt like it got very rushed at the end, but then they've dragged out. There are some games that are like intentionally like slow to try and draw out that, pull on the heartstrings and like make you feel sorry for certain people. And it's like, okay, can we just get through it? Oh, the sob stories made this so hard to watch. I don't know. It's the interviews, like it was Survivor or something. It was just strange. And then everyone's sort of, it's sort of filmed and like people are there like it's Big Brother. And I've got a question for you, Jamie. I'm curious. How long do you think they were in there for? No, they were in there for a while though. I think they were in there for a good three or four weeks. What? They were there for ages. I would have thought three or four nights max. No. Did they get to go outside or anything? No, they stayed in that dorm the entire time. No windows, no sunlight. All right, my biggest, my biggest concern with this early on when I first started watching it, I was like, how much or how many of these people are getting paid to be on there? Like, so it was just uh, so cringe. Some of the got the carry on and like the acting, mm-hmm. and I still like. As it goes on, like there's a lot of crying and a lot of like pure emotion, which is so excessive, especially from Maya, player 287, the old lady, glasses. Yep. Bruh, who's cutting onions every time. She <laughs> just carries on. Every time someone leaves, she cries and like beating that guy on the chest. Why? Why? Like, oh, my God. So that just ruled out doubts that it is real. But I still stand by the first few episodes. There were definitely paid actors in this. Oh, yeah. I stand, I stand by that. Especially like that red light, green light. There was definitely some people in there that were plants. There was just some carry. I don't know. But there was raw, like I said, there was raw emotion. There's definitely real people. One of my notes I wrote down was like, you may not want to watch this, but as soon as you do, it's got like this addictive quality because of those like cliffhanger endings. You kind of want to see 
the resolutions, but yeah, it's goofy and wacky. The first episode was really hard for me to get through. Like so many cringe, irritating people. Then I sort of wanted to push through. The second episode, I'm like, what the hell am I watching this for? But then, like you said, you like you do get invested. As hard as it is to watch, like you're like, God, I, mean, I need to know what other games are. I don't need to know what happens. Like you get. But in saying that, it, it could. I, I could easily live the rest of my life without watching the final episode that comes out. <laughs> like on TikTok, a bunch of the contestants have been posting. Like this is what my experience was, and a lot of people called them out on the um, the picnic. And like, why would you pick someone that you're friends with, knowing that they're probably screwing with you and this is going to be like a trap i think that was too early on to tell that that was going to be one of them traps well a lot of them said that was like after i think that was like between eight and ten days between like their last challenge or doing anything really so they were like oh yeah fuck we're just we're excited for something so we just like oh they're actually going to be nice to us now after all of this time and that's why people were picking their friends except for the one aussie dude who was like i'm just gonna hang back and be by myself yeah how good was that I, I thought, I'm like, surely someone's about to step up here and see if they can swap partners for this Marvels game. Or Because that didn't, we were, it wasn't clear to us that you weren't allowed to do that. Like, they've obviously been briefed and told what you can and can't do, but we don't know that. Like, I was like, surely someone's going to say, hey, who wants to swap partners? Yeah, yeah well, I think once you picked a basket, you weren't allowed to. Uh, what did you think of uh, some of those Marvel games? I reckon there was, that was, everyone got way too emotional when they, before they played Marvels, hey? Yeah, I guess because they all picked their friends, so like they felt like they were. What was your favorite Marvel's game? I had to laugh at the girls trying to throw theirs into the watering can that had the fucking handle over the hole. <laughs> Could you have made it any harder for yourselves? There was a couple that were questionable. I think the mum and son had the best one. Like it was. Okay, that was just classic Marvel's, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a throwing game, but then it had like rings for scoring. That was weirdly competitive for like. Mother and son, who essentially, well, they would obviously would have, if someone of them won, they would have split. Yeah, them. they're splitting like, it. And essentially, what's yours, hers, theirs, anyway. So, yeah. My favorite was the two blokes who waited until there was like five seconds left and they just threw one each. Closest to the wall. Closest to the wall, one. I'm like, that's how you do it. Just chill for like the 20 minutes. And when there's 10 seconds left, quickly throw one and that's it, all over. That's how you do it. Yeah. Just take everything out of it pure chance dan how about the two that just argued the whole time then they didn't come up with anything and then the bloke that like wouldn't agree to any of the games and then he eventually relented and said okay we'll both throw with our non-dominant hands and then whoever wins wins and then he cheated so i know the guy but what was the girl he was with and she's like saying he was being heaps stubborn she was the one being stubborn who like they were both as stubborn as each other (laughs) like neither of them wanted to give in but then yeah they they agreed like We'll both throw left-handed because we're both right-handed. And then old mate throws with his right hand. Oh, you got to cheat, bro. I was like, you cheating prick. Of course, I would have done the same. But that was, those two, well, they pissed me off. Like, I'm like, hey, how are these people so, how are these people, people skills so bad? Yeah, they almost screwed each other. How about the deaf girl and that old guy? Oh, my God, bro. That conversation got so awkward so fast. What a piece of shit. I'm so, yeah, I'm so glad he didn't win. Um, let's just wind it back a bit. Uh, the cookie cutter. Yep. With like the fortune cookie. Is it just me? Like people who started to spit in it to get it wet. Mm-hmm. I thought straight away I would wee in it, the tin. <laughs> I guess you could do that. But then you're going to go and have to lick the fucking thing. 
you know, why do you have to lick it? It's just, you just let it sit and pierce, then you just cut it out, done. I guess you could do that. That's what I would have done. I guess because they were all thinking, I'm going to have to lick it at some point. <laughs> what goes out must go back in. Oh, God. Because that one made me think of that is the guy that was kept throwing up, which really got on my nerves, that bloke. I'm like, but he was one of the highest paid actors, I thought. Yeah, he was, a, he was very over the top. Guy for real. Absolute carry on. And, I, and I, I thought he was going to throw up in it. At one point, I was like, is he making himself throw up so he can throw up in the tin? Yeah, no, he was just incredibly anxious, apparently. Then that's what made me. I'm like, well, if you can throw up in the tin, like, why don't you just piss in the tin? With that game, too, because that was a game taken directly from the show, Yeah, I was like, knowing what the game is totally changes the dynamics of the, the like choice element of like which which shape do you want to choose? Because everyone knew, I don't want the fucking umbrella. Every single person knew, I don't want the umbrella. And that totally changes the dynamic compared to the original Squid Game where nobody knew what they were choosing or why they were choosing it. Yeah, why they were choosing that. Yeah. I don't know. On the other end, I sort of, it made it more entertaining because everyone was fighting over something and they knew what was happening. It made it funnier that they made people go in and choose for the entire people, the line of people behind them. Oh, no, bro. But there's so much tension. I'm sure there was fisticuffs and brouhaha's in the dorm. I have a feeling the first person to finish and cut their thing out was an umbrella, though, wasn't it? Uh, no, because they all went separately, didn't they? I think they sent in the yeah, they sent them in in their lines. Like all all the circles went, all the triangles. Yeah, I should have mixed them up. Well, that's what it did in the actual show. Like they just put them all in at once. But this is TV. Going right back to the start, a couple of the early notes I wrote down were. There were some crazy cocky competitors, like the the American like jock bloke. He was yeah. He played for said he played for football for Clemson. He was, he was trying to be tough, hey. He was like fully staunching and like threatening guys. Yeah, in the in the in the hallway, like trying to. So people like that, like it was just made it so hard to watch early on. I'm like, this is shit. And when those people left, like a few episodes in, I'm like, oh, this is getting a bit more watchable because all of those dickheads just left. It got to being like normal, regular people that you knew could probably use this money. Which that's, that's just natural selection. Yeah. It's like the people, all annoying people, the people playing the game, the alphas, they all just get targeted and sent on their way. Yeah. And the, the crazy, cocky French bloke, he pissed me off straight away too. Oh, my God. He was probably... <laughs> the, like, so over-the-top gay Frenchman. Right, he sucked. He was probably my top three most hated. Yeah. Especially in the first episode where he's going around, like, tricking people into giving their food. He went up and got seconds. Yeah, and then he's going around to other people, being like, "Oh, if you don't, if you're not going to finish it, like I'm happy to help." And he's, he ended up having like six meals or something. Oh, that's right. When they um, the ladies went and cut up oranges to give to people, he was so rude about it. Hey, yep. He thought it was like a trap. Yep. He's like, "I don't want, I don't want fucking oranges." I'm like, shut the fuck up, mate. Jesus, mate. Yeah, he was he was a dick. He was a dick. I didn't like the yeah, like you said, the guy I played for Clemson early on and throughout the whole thing, TJ. That was my guy. Which one's TJ? Looked like Mookie Betts. Taller black guy, tats, always like took control, bit of a leader. Yep. He was mad. Big fan of TJ the whole way through. He was cool. Is he the guy that like took charge on the bridge? Yeah, he was number one on the bridge. Oh, attack the moment. Every time he said attack the moment, I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> um, he said he played pro. Um, basketball or something. What did he play pro basketball? Yeah. Why we're, why we're talking about the bridge, can we just quickly say... I'm a big fan of that system they came up with. No fucking way. Until that Ashley chick decided to ruin it. No, she did the... No, I'm not going in front of anyone. We picked an order and that's the order we're going in until 
it's my turn to lead. It made perfect sense. So like everyone gets one shot of having a guess, then it all goes through. That's fine. I totally could tell why the low numbers wanted to do that. Yeah. If I'm number 30, fuck you all. But the chick who disagreed was like number four. Yeah, good on her. I didn't, yeah. Then look what happened. She got a target on her back. No, nah, I'm all for her. Like we're playing for four and a half million dollars. I'm looking out for me, everyone else, so you can get stuffed. I know, but then, like, you, like you got to be careful because then, you, like, you do shit like that and you can put a target on your back. So look what happened. Well, she didn't agree to it. She said from the start, I don't agree to this. Yeah, but then old mate, she was only number four, so she was early. So then everyone after is going to hate her. Then old mate died or didn't die, got... Eliminated, yeah. Because he jumped three times. Then she's like, all right, all right, I agree to do it now after she finally got one. It's when she carried on and said that, like, look, I finally agree to do it now because I've just jumped successfully. That was shit. That was a shit go. To be fair, at that point, she was at the front. So it's like, I, w- I wouldn't have gone past her. I'd been like, screw you. You keep going. Anyway, um, she got it coming for her because then player two, no, check, eight, seven, Maya. Um, got it back, but then Maya turned into a quick top three least favorite players of mine. Her behavior in the last couple of episodes was appalling. Was it though? Like she called the other woman out for being not being a team player, and then went and did the same shit to her. I reckon that no, yeah, but that was free game for her to. Like she got gaslit into being like, "Oh yeah, I I shouldn't be calling you out. You did the right thing." Like it should have been even after that. They both. They were both just as shit at each other. Like I was all for her picking her for the dice game to get her back for what she did. But then after that, it should have been clean slate. Then they both just they just embarrassed themselves after. Maya started embarrassing herself after that. Also, in that dice game, like we're down to what the last ten players in that at that point. You're an idiot if you nominate yourself. You deserve to go home if you nominate yourself. Yeah, I know, but that's that's an upset. They all agreed to it though. That's what they're going to do. I would not have agreed to that. Like at some point. At some point, when you're paying for $4.5 million, you have to get selfish. And if the top 10 is not the point where it's like, I'm looking out for myself now, when is? At what point do you go, right, I'm out for myself now? That chick was always rolling a six as soon as she said it. Yes. Yeah, she- like the one that she plays backgammon, yeah. she always rolls a six. And so she's like, I always roll a six, but I really don't want to now. I'm like, well, you're obviously going to roll a six now. And she did. You did. Like, well, that was always, <laughs> always going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah. What did you think of the ink packets as the like, signifier for being eliminated to sort of mimic the being shot i thought it was good but what i didn't like about it everyone i had to like play dead that was pretty lame yeah they had to act like they were shot afterwards i was like they obviously told him to play dead i thought that's a bit shit that that kind of made it a bit goofy but yeah i didn't mind the idea of like the ink <laughs> funny early on some people got splatter up up in the face hey like it exploded and went in the face others it just sort of went off in their chest no i thought that was like, i thought that was fair but yeah, I didn't, it was pretty pretty cringe how they made him like play dead. Yeah. So then what did you think of the first game, Red Light, Green Light? I thought they did a fantastic job of recreating what we saw in Squid Game. But yeah, that was expected. Um, it's pretty early on. I think a lot of people got a bit hard done by though, eh? It's hard to tell because the way this was edited, it looked like it took maybe five or ten minutes. How long did it take? It took them between eight or nine hours to complete that game. What? Yeah. That's why That's why all of the contestants are coming on there and us being like, the way this show is edited is ridiculous because that game in the show takes maybe 10 minutes total. Because a chick like collapsed, hey, she just gave up. The girl that did the squat? Yeah. 
it looks like she was in that squat for like 30 seconds. It's like, is she seriously not able to hold a squat for that long? I'm like, are you fucking like, what the hell's wrong with you? But if she, she's probably been in that squat for an hour. She was in that squat for nearly half an hour. As soon as she did it, I went, why the fuck would you squat? Yeah, I was like, what the hell did you do that? Like, what an, what an absolute idiot. Even if you are only there for 10 seconds, like, why are you doing that? So that makes sense. So that's a bit of context for you. Yeah. I almost want to, I almost want to go back and rewatch it now just to see their reactions and like knowing that they've been there for eight hours. Yeah. See looks on people's faces and shit. Yeah. I would have thought it was just like a 15 minute game. No, eight to nine hours. Like there was a lot of the pauses were between 20 and 30 minutes before moving again. So it was really hard to like stay perfectly still, which is where the people that were like running and then dropping flat to the ground. I was like, that's a genius play because it's really easy to not move when you're face down on the ground. That makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah I'd notice people doing that. I'm like, that's a good idea. And apparently it was also incredibly cold in that room, which is why you were seeing lots of people running around with their hands in the jacket pockets instead of like just running normally to run really fast. I did notice that. I was wonder- sort of wondering why they were doing that. And it's, it's that particular game that has created a bunch of controversy afterwards with a number of the contestants threatening to sue the production because it was eight or nine hours. Growing. In the cold. Fuck. In just their thin tracksuits that they were told, don't zip it up because we need to be able to see the ink explode. Yeah. And then, yeah, they were all like, it was that cold. We were like almost hypothermic. When did you say it was filmed? Started filming in January. That's like the peak of winter in the UK. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would have been really cold. Uh, no, actually, the, what I thought about with the hands in the pockets was it's just easier sort of to like be still and just sort of rest, take your weight into the pockets and just sort of relax a bit. Yep. It's like harder to get busted moving. Yeah, and you're not going to accidentally move your fingers to just try to keep blood flow or something. So, but yeah, it was it was because mm. it was cold and they were just trying to stay warm. Interesting to note. That's huge information. Yeah, that, that changes the whole dynamic of that game because you're watching oh, five minutes. Like, how is this girl not able to hold a, a squat for that long? How are these people like... So exhausted by the end of it, it's like, oh, that's why. I just want to go back and rewatch it now, just to pick up on that other things. Just that, just that red light clean right though. Yeah. Another favorite that uh, was eliminated early, Rick, the old guy. It was a real one. Yep. Big Rick guy. He was, was he in the, the Gambu gang? Yeah, he was. Bring later, he come up with it. Yeah, he was good. I was sad when he, um, when he left. Cause he got he got hard done by too, eh? He worked in a shit way. One of those shit games where they like people eliminate each other or like they just cull heaps of people. He got cold. He got mass cold. Um, what did you think of uh one night eight who answered the phone twice in a row or two or three times in a row, and then he tried to lie to people and say if you if you go and pick up the phone, you can get a chocolate muffin. I was like, that's a t- the worst lie of all time. Yeah, he fucked up at the end big time, especially when he's running up to people that everyone knows he doesn't like. He was so, like, fixated, too, on answering the phone. It's like, that's just the only thing he was going to do. It was always going to backfire on you. Like, yes, the first one's going to be good to get people to answer it the next time. Don't answer it a second time, you idiot. Yeah, he made an absolute mess of that at the end, eh? Only had himself to blame. But, yeah, there was a lot of games, like I said, the games there that sort of just felt rushed, and all of a sudden they just eliminated half the people for doing nothing. Yeah, it was like, there was like popularity contest ones that were like, that's shit. I didn't like it. I, the one, the worst one was the one at the end or the second or third last episode where... The girls all teamed up? The, that one where you were like picking your football team at lunchtime at school. Yeah. And whoever missed out just goes. Every person that got picked got to pick the next person. Yeah. That was easily the shittest way to go out, I think. That was the worst one. Also, controversial take. Can you imagine the absolute shit show on 
social media and everywhere if all the blokes teamed up to do that to the women? Like it was all dudes that got eliminated because all the girls supported each other. I'm like, if a group of 10 blokes did the exact same thing, everyone would lose their mind. The show wouldn't be already taken down before the final episode comes out. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's, I'm all for, I'm all for equality and stuff, but that's taken it a bit far. You just screwed out 12, 12 guys or 12 people on life-changing money. When they started doing it, I was like, oh my God, they're actually going to pull this off. I was like, this is so smart. Like then a couple of the girls picked the boys. I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. (laughs) Yeah. But they, they picked boys that they knew the boys would do as they were told and pick a girl on the next one. Yeah. When like tactical stuff like that came off, it was good. But then when like they overanalyzed things and it just backfired. I'm like, oh, yeah, boy, just, just that was not the time to try to play tactical. Yeah. You're playing a game too much. But yeah, that was probably the shittest way to, for the people to go. Oh, 100%. Any of those ones where I was just like, oh, pick your favorite, pick your friends, and everyone else gets screwed. Which I guess it like plays into the whole like social dynamic, but it's also, I I would feel cheated to, lo- to get kicked out that way. This is obviously going to be a spoiler, but I'm waiting for backlash of, the final three they're all in a suit even the girl (laughs) (laughs) like surely they could have just given her like a dress or something like Uh, yeah i guess maybe they offered her a dress and she chose a suit yeah i was like no i also wonder if they got like fitted up and got those suits tailored or they just asked for their size when they filled out the form when they signed up just off the rack suits i did like that they um they did change it up a little bit in the in this version of the show where they got rid of the tug of war game oh yeah i thought that was really cool and they bought in warships instead, which is just battleship ripoff. What was your what was your favorite game? You think like most entertaining, most tense? Uh, uh, Glass Bridge was probably the most intense and the most like entertaining when we had that in the early stage when we had that sort of argument yeah. bit going. But then once it got past that, it was like okay, now it's just let's get it rolling. You've only got twenty minutes left, and they were taking forever. Bro, that, and at one point they had a minute 45 left and they like had so many of them to get across and they were just hugging and shit. I was like, hurry the hell up. I liked Warships. I just think it, it definitely got dragged out too long. Like the first, we saw the first two battles and they were cool like to watch because it had like a lot of the key players that we wanted to see either get through or get eliminated. But then like the next like three or four battles, it just kept going and I was like, okay, now we've... We've lost the entire pace of this episode. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like some of the games just dragged on. I'm like, oh, why are they showing this? Actually, the game I liked the best was the final one we've seen so far, The Circle of Trust. I thought that was such a cool game. At first, I was like, oh, my God, this is – I hate this. Like they need to cull half the people again. I'm like, yeah. like just another mat and it's not really – but – the further it went in, I was like, this is actually great. 451, the dude with the long hair, absolutely nailed that hay. And it was entertaining. Like, you get an acting gig out of this show. I thought he was a bit over the top, but it was like. It was great, all right. I was stunned he got it twice. He picked the person that gave him the gift twice in a row. I was like, wow. Something happened to that. There was another game previously that my lady got some twice. Did she guess as correctly twice too, or just once? Uh, just once, I think. There was a couple of little backfired situations there yeah like when the girl from the bridge and my when they had their argument if i was the girl from the bridge when it was my turn to give out the gift i would have put it on my because i don't think she was she ever would have chose her because it's too obvious 
Yeah, you can easily like look over, analyze it, and like think of different alternatives, or maybe you just have to do the obvious choice. That's it, because like Mai's going to look at it and be like, "Well, she wouldn't give it to me because we've had our little beef, and that's an obvious person to give it to." I'm trying to go back through. There was a game I liked, and I thought it was the best. I completely forgot what it was now. So we had red light, the most tense. Red light, green light, the cookie cutter challenge. Yeah. Marbles, glass bridge, the dice roll, and then circle of trust. So here. I think there might have been a couple of other ones, but they were like real quick, um, just like nothing games. Yeah, well, you got like the, the claw machine and shit like that, obviously. Yeah, but that was just to set up the... There was a jack-in-the-box as well. Uh, decision test, which was the carrots where they got to eliminate two people. The cookies, the phone test, warships... Oh, the voting, where they all had to, like, go up and punch in the numbers of people to vote for. That was very tactical, too. Yeah, that was that was rough. As soon as you were one of the first three, you were so screwed. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, it's easy for me to just add to that tally. Yeah, because nobody wanted to be seen as putting a new name up there. Jack in the Box, that was pretty intense. Yeah, it was very – the whole thing was very tactical. I, I would have liked more physical games. Like you said, Tug of War would have been – Freaking excellent! I was expecting it. They were they were expecting it, weren't they? Yeah, there weren't really any physical games. They were all like mental or trying to play up the dynamics between people, like the loyalties. Yeah, it was like a big social experiment. Hey, mm-hmm. like the, the Stanford Prison Experiment, <laughs> just mind studies, watching how people act. I loved that whole circle of trust one, where it's just like, oh yeah, it's basically like Duck Duck Goose, but fucked up. Yeah, that guy made it entertaining. Hey. My, my one note during Glass Bridge, well, actually, I wrote a few notes. They spent too much time on the order selection for the Glass Bridge, which kind of with the claw machine, that took too long. And then, of course, the person with the low number pitched the, you pick one, and then the next person goes past you. I was like, yeah, of course, number 30 is not offering to do that. Yeah. The House of Mirrors effect for the, the drops, there was another little editing bit of trickery going on here. None of the contestants actually dropped through the bridge. Talk to me. So the way they did it is they'd jump and then they'd have to stand there and then the voice would come over and say whether you were eliminated or not. Yeah. That's where they filmed to get everyone's reaction behind them. But then they would pause, that person would leave, a stunt double would come in, stand there, and then they would film that person falling through the bridge down onto like a big padded thing. That's so shit. Why would they do that? Because it's too risky to drop someone that's not trained from that height to fall that far because if they land on their head, they're fucked. Even if it is like a big air cushion, like if that you land on your head, you still break your neck. Foam pit or something. My other note for that was, Cunt, it's not a team game. No way I'm passing Af- Ashley after she refused. Like, you're at the front now, you keep going, bitch. Nah, yeah, so like I said, I didn't like how she carried on there. I'm just skimming through now. I'm trying to, I can't, believe, I can't remember the game that I was like, yeah, this is the most entertaining. And I've, it mustn't have been that great because I can't even remember. <laughs> It must have been glass. It must have been glass bridge. Yeah, or the voting one. I think the voting one was pretty cool. That was intense. And again, I think that was another one where the Aussie bloke like stayed right to the back. It's like you're a genius. And then he got screwed on the the girls voting him out. Yeah, that's shit. That that pissed me off. How there was some some good people just got screwed over. Yeah, who didn't get a chance to like fry. And then yeah, the other couple of notes I had was like the sets. The sets were phenomenal. Like they looked exactly like. Yeah, they killed it, bro. The show. Yeah, they did a very good job. Notice it was all public domain, classical music throughout the season as well, so they didn't have to pay any money for music on the show. 
And then, yeah, I just had some little trivia bits. So is there anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of the games? I've pretty much spoken my um, concerns and disdains with just like how many people got cold for doing nothing or how many – I just didn't like how many people – like how many times contestants had a power to eliminate others just for doing nothing or – Way too many popularity Everything dragged out, but then, yeah, like you said, this felt like they were rushing it all the time to like when they were culling so many people at once. Yeah. And like you said, I wish there was more physical games. So the trivia bits I wrote were the, the prize money. Uh, also, with 456 actual players, this series claims to have the largest cast in reality TV history, which is pretty crazy, which makes sense. Like what other reality show is going to have 450 people? Yeah. Normally like 10 or 12. Australian Idol, how many people will try out for that? Yeah, a lot of people A lot of people audition, but how many actually make it onto the show? Um, was 456 the number of the main character from the original? Was he 456, the final number? I can't remember. I think he was. Was he? And then this show became the most watched show globally on Netflix with 85.7 million hours watched during the first uh, release week. Pretty crazy. Of the of this one. Yep. Really. It reached number one in seventy four different countries in that first week, including the USA and UK, and top ten in a further nineteen countries. It was it was definitely top ten here in Australia. Backtrack me a bit. What did you think of the uh, representation of different uh, nationalities? I guess because it was like mainly Americans, handful of Poms, maybe two Australian. That's pretty much it. it was, no one from Asia, like Asian heritage, Americans of Asian heritage, yeah, but there was like no Asians, was there? Not really, no. No, like Africans? No. It's mainly Americans, majority American. Yeah, and then the, the French bloke. I think there was some like Brazilians and Spanish. Yeah, hardly any Europeans, eh? Yeah. Unless unless that was too hard basket to have that language barrier on camera, so they didn't really make like main characters out of those people. Actually, I think that was one of the rules when you applied. I think you had to speak English. Yeah, it's so fair. Which, yeah, would have been because they want it to be on the show without having to translate it. And so people talk in code as well, I guess, so that everybody knew what everyone was doing. Well, on that note, well, that chick was deaf for starters. Yeah, but she could still speak. The son of the mum. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned he had a, his lung collapsed six months before that. Yeah, like, that was another one where I was like, Surely you've got to be. Surely that's a bit of a liability. Depends what they did. If they fixed it with a pleurodesis, his lung ain't collapsing again. Yeah, right. He also overblew that whole situation as well. Like I've had three. Yeah, a lung collapse is bad, but it's not as bad as he fucking made it out to be. Yeah, well, I would. I just thought that surely you can't have like underlying health issues like that going into like an environment like that. I guess as long as he disclosed it, they would have just said like, "Yeah, our liability doesn't cover this." And then, yeah, I mentioned the controversies with the contestants threatening to sue. There was also supplies ran really low in the dorm at one point. Shocked I am not. With con- contestants claiming that, like, the food they got was shit and very limited. So that's why they were so desperate to get that picnic. And then also... War rations. Well, the picnic was shit, though, wasn't it? It was like an orange juice and... Fruit and juice and stuff. But then they were also... Des- so desperate for chapsticks because it was obviously air conditioned in that room to keep it not freezing cold. So they were des- that desperate for chapsticks. A bunch of them ended up using lubricated condoms on their lips. Did they have frangers there for them? Yes. 
Oh, my God. Which makes sense when they're locking all of these people in a dorm for months. There was hanky-panky. Yeah, 100% would have been. I would love to know. Oh, my money's on. There was a lot of gay guys. Oh, my money's on all the gay guys. Yeah. Blake wants a squid game after dark. Squid game up late like Big Brother up late used to have. Right. We need it. I want some of these contestants to start going on podcasts and spilling beans. They'll do the circuit, surely. A lot of them would do the circuit. Yeah, I've just seen a bunch of them on TikTok using the- Any people like- Blow up their TikTok fame. Instagram images, uh, like profiles, so to speak, going full post-reality show influencer. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so yet. Just all, all TikTok and claiming off that. But yeah, there was- um. There's also- the whole series kind of had is mired in a bit of controversy as well because the whole show is all about like society like profiting off people's bad luck and misfortune. And even the writer of the original Squid Game, Huang Dong Hyuk, his contract with Netflix when he actually finally sold the rights to this show after he had to sell his laptop that he wrote this on just to have enough money to get by. And then he had the printed out copy, sold it to Netflix. But the contract said that he forfeited all intellectual property rights, which meant he was guaranteed no residuals for anything beyond the, the fee that they paid him up front, which is why they've been able to make Squid Game the challenge because he doesn't get any money out of it. And like the original Squid Game reportedly increased the value of Netflix by $900 million and accumulated over 1.5 billion streaming hours. So like he got a... He got a small fee out of it, and now they can make... And our fees are going up still. Yep. So now they can make Squid Game the challenge. They can make Squid Game, like, video games, whatever, and he gets nothing out of it. It's a season two of Squid Game coming out. You didn't know that? Mm -hmm. So I think I think he might get a fee for that because he's writing it, but he's not getting... He's getting nothing for this, even though it is capitalizing off his IP. I didn't know this was real, like a reality show, until I started watching it. I thought this was just like the sequel or the second season. Uh, this is a reality show. I applied for this shit. Did you? 100%. $4.5 million. Of course I applied for this shit. How did I know about that? Yeah. I was actually going to say when it popped up, the final three, do you reckon they were like maybe left they could agree to split it thirds, but then I noticed that the last game has two people. Yeah, because there's a game at the dinner where – one person will get eliminated, and then the final game. Well, yeah, well, it still works. The final three, you'd be like, all right, whoever wins, well, let's split it. Yes. I, I guess it would depend on what the contract is that they wrote. Yeah. Oh, there might, yeah, there might be something like that. Oh, it'd be so hard to trust. Probably the contract. Yeah, and yeah, how can you trust the other person to actually come and find you afterwards to give you the money? It's like workplaces or doing like a group lotto or something, like putting 10 bucks in each between like 20 of them and it winning. Yeah, whoever has, whoever has the fucking lotto ticket is the one with all the money. It's an $80 million ticket. Well, hey, I'm the one to put it on. There's no written contract. Yeah. Like you just all gave me 10 bucks because you hear about it. It happens like workplaces fighting and shit over that. Yeah, old mate just cashes it in and pisses off. Yeah, 100%. It'd be, once you got that sort of money, it would give you that much. That's why, yeah. If I'm ever entering a syndicate, I want to do it through a one of the registered syndicates where everyone just puts in their money into a pool and then it buys it from there. Uh, all right, who's winning? Yeah, who, who are you picking? I So the final three are Sam, player 016, my, player 287, and Phil, player 451. So I think Phil gets eliminated first. Uh, we don't know the next game though, do we? No. We know the final game. Um, I want Phil to win. Ooh, I think I think Phil's 
I think Phil gets eliminated. He's too nice. He, he was actually entertaining, and for once, he was a player that didn't irritate me during that um, blindfold duck duck goose game. He was entertaining. In saying that, like in saying that he was too nice, he was also pretty shifty in that second last game. Oh yeah, but Maya, I think it's just a given, bro. I, I think she makes it to the final and wins. I also think she might be a plant. Has she got Korean heritage? Does she? I think so. Well, there you go. There's your winner. I think she's a plant. I think she's like a producer. Like in the original Squid Game, the final two, one of them was a producer. Yeah, well, there's your winner, bro. And yeah, I think. Sam is the other one that makes it to the final two purely because he, we didn't see him until episode nine. So yeah, so many people just slip through the cracks, eh? You're like, who the hell are you? We didn't see him at all, and then all of a sudden he's in the final six people, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Where's he been? Which is how I knew a lot of those early people weren't making it far. I'm like, if you're getting highlighted now, they're doing that so we get attached to you. So then when you get eliminated, it hurts. Yeah, smart. I didn't think of it like that. And those are all the most irritating people too. So I'm glad they fucked off early. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, if you if you didn't get highlighted in the first five or six episodes, you were going pretty far. Mm. Well, I'm sad, old mate. Rick didn't make it far or further. Mm-hmm. Farther. But yeah, I think Sam makes it to the final two, but loses to Maya. And yeah, I think she's a plant. And I think ends up just being. Oh look, the winner is Netflix. Four point five six million dollars. We don't have to pay shit. Uh, that, can you imagine the? Oh my god! Can you imagine the riots of the contestants? If they, yeah, pe- people will be pissed. So she's probably not a plant, but be cool. Like if they're already carrying on. Phew. Yeah, people would one hundred percent sue them if that was the case. Well, because I'm a sucker and I've got nothing better to do, I will be watching the final episode. So it'll be interesting to see who wins. Uh, overall, what would you rate Squid Game: The Challenge? Given we haven't seen the final episode yet. Well, I think it's like it's gonna if it plays out like I think it's going to, like I just explained, it that means it's just it's gonna be even more of like a disaster of a show. Like I said, I'd be happy just not even watching now because I don't get further disappointed. But I'm giving this one waste of time out of five. Wow. Terrible avoided all costs is what you're saying. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I I've told a few people that I've and I've said, Don't even bother watching it. Like yeah, I could have easily lived my life out watching it. Yeah. Like, don't waste your time. This is a don't waste your time for me. It's rare I don't give something like four or above on this show, but it's just, just don't waste your time. There's better shit to do. Like, not even watch TV. Best part is you you wanted to watch this. You wanted to watch this too. I know, but I didn't know it was going to be shit. <laughs> when I said, hey, who wants to watch who wants to watch Squid Game The Challenge? Blake was like, yeah, I'm in. First in. I was like, okay. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, everyone was just so annoying. So annoying. Maybe if it was full of Australians, I might have like been easy to watch. Yeah. But they've just handpicked like 400 of the most intolerable Americans and put them in a room together and out, try to out-out for each other. It was so annoying. It's kind of made me want to watch the, the Mr. Beast version. I wonder if it's any good. So there's another bloke that irritates me. So no, I wouldn't watch that. I've heard the Mr. Beast <laughs> one is actually pretty cool. So. Yeah, didn't he? He recreated the uh, whole set, didn't he? Yeah, he did basically this show, like this version of the show about a month and a half after the actual Squid Game show came out, but his prize was only $456,000, which is still. Yeah, I remember seeing a photo of his like, red light, green light. I was like, that is exceptional. And he capitalized on like, oh, Squid Game's out. It's the biggest thing in the world. And he was right there, ready to go. Yeah, he's smart, man. Hey, just quickly too, what would we one game you would want to try in real life with no consequences or anything or just like, I want to give that a go and play that? With contestants or on your own or just I want to have a go at that. 
I reckon red light, green light would be pretty fun. Did we used to play that in school? Yeah. We fully did. Um, I definitely want to do that thing. Yeah. Surely they sell kits that have those in it. I think they do. I think there's a good game game now. That would be the best, like, Christmas, family Christmas game to play, like, hand those out of the table and give it a go. The gift one would be a good one at Christmas too. Oh, yeah. Everyone sits around, they're blindfolded, you put a gift in front of them. If they get it right, they keep it. Like if they pick who gave them the gift, they keep the gift. And if they get it wrong, the person that put it on them gets the gift. Yeah, it'd be something, something fun like that. Um, and obviously the glass would be fun as. No, I hate heights. They're just scared of Jesus out of me. Well, there goes that one. No, I reckon it'd be fun to do. And yeah, the cookie got to be sick. I'm actually going yeah, to look up now, actually, if you can buy them. Yeah, I think you can. And I'll wean it. <laughs> Don't lick it afterwards. So yeah. I rated Squid Game The Challenge 2, which on my scale is meh. Watch it if you can't find anything else. Or go outside and go to the beach. Two's pretty shit, though. Two's shit. Yeah. Like, you probably don't want to watch this, but once you start, you kind of get hooked and have to finish it. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm hooked. Doesn't take much. That is Squid Game The Challenge. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on podcast services and on YouTube. You can follow me on social media at Media and at Pario Magazine. And you can follow Blake on Twitter at Captain Crumbs with a Z. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine, Pario Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Media. The following people supported at the community support group level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Blake Robinson, Rena Renee, Courtney Paulson, Darren Hatcliffe, Jackson Carr, and Tracy Apps.